0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.
1: Southeast Radio. Well, there's not too many businesses that can name Nicole Scherzinger, Cheryl Cole, and Vogue Williams as people that use their products, but Blaheen Ennis is one such business owner. Based in County Wexford, Blaheen has carved out international success with her unique collections, and she joins us now to discuss how the business has developed over the past ten years. Glahine, remind us about your business and the success which you've enjoyed over the past decade. Thanks,
0: Carl. Well, it's lovely to be here and I am now 10 years in business this year and I started relatively young in business and I got a lot of help from the LEO there in Town, and it's um you know it's been a long road uh, but has developed greatly for me over the years and um yeah i've i've been very fortunate i have a fantastic customer base in Wexford and um i sell a lot of my pieces online and um, internationally and um, i they're all made by hand from my studio in Wexford so i'm very passionate about keeping that aspect alive and kicking um and yeah, I, I would like to just, you know, take an opportunity to say thank you to everybody who's listening and has maybe purchased uh, some of my work. It's, it's really like uh, 10 years later. It's, it's the biggest uh, um, compliment uh, for me.
1: And Blaheen, when you look back at the early years of the business, what were the learnings yeah. that you picked up along the way from that?
0: Um, Well, I started out, um, I'd left college and it was the height of the recession. So difficult, you know, to to get jobs. um, And I managed to get a job locally in Gorey in a fabulous boutique called Place. um, And I was working there part time. So that really helped inform me about a lot of, Um, you know, day-to-day running of of a successful good business. And um, the owner there taught me so much when it comes to customer service, visual merchandising and the importance of customer service. So that really helped develop me, I think, um, when I started my own business. And for me, it was very much organic growth. Um, It was experimental selling. Uh, I didn't have many contacts in the fashion industry, so everything felt very new, um, and I feel like I've I've had so many great experiences. But I went from working part time in place boutique to then working full time in my own business, and then uh, selling to many stores around Ireland and abroad, and now. Um, we've pivoted online as well so um it's it's been a great kind of experience in general you know
1: and was there one specific breakthrough moment that stands out to you
0: i would say the breakthrough moment in the sense of this this could be a viable business was when i translated my my college degree work from my um exhibition in my final year to a more ready to wear collection and that was as my first ever little show you would say um, which was in Springmount Garden Centre in Valley Canoe in Wexford and they had very kindly offered me a space for the Christmas fair and it was also new to me I was there with um, a very small table the squirted antique table I brought With me, I'd never had any experience in shows and dealing with customers. Even even speaking about your own work is hard to do when when you're in college in our college, and it's kind of based off critique. It's even difficult talking about your own work. So it was so new, but I was so nervous. I went to the show and I came. I think everything had sold within an hour, and I came home with a few hundred euro, and I was like. You know, kind of light bulb moment. People were so complimentary of my aesthetic and the techniques I was using, and I was like, maybe there is there is something here that I could take away from this experience and build on it.
1: And how would you describe your specific style of design?
0: Interestingly, as some people have asked me before. I think with jewellery, we 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 so commonly associate metalwork and diamonds, um, and. Definitely throughout the years that I've been in business, jewellery have had uh, certain moments. So mine is certainly more uh, fashion focused and it's a, a large scale accessories that I design as well. But my background is textile design. That's what I studied in college. So it's a very, um, I, I would like to think that when my customers see my work, they recognize my aesthetic so whenever I, I design new collections, I love to make sure they're, you know, innovative, but they still have the, the, the kind of mark of my own aesthetic.
1: And talk us through the process you follow when seeking inspiration for new designs and provide us with an insight into the various steps in designing new jewellery.
0: From a personal perspective, it could be something very, very simple that, might spark an idea. So um, whether it's like a scene in a movie or visiting a museum um, or some simple photography I might have taken, they all kind of res, they all, those individual things might resonate with me to, to, to help, um, you know, form a vision for a collection. And then the way I work is I, I tend to kind of uh, research and source components. And I gathered those components and then kind of similar to what I did in college, it's a huge portion of my time is spent sampling. So I would work on different samples and colorways, and experiment with how things fit when you're wearing them. I try everything on um, and my family are great because um, I would show them different designs and get their opinions. So there's a lot of trial and error before things go to market, but it's, it's my favourite thing to do, you know.
1: And I'd like to talk to you about your partnership with Paul Costello. How did the partnership originate and how has it benefited your business?
0: Well, it was from my own personal perspective, and um, it was such a great achievement for me and um, because Paul is somebody, you know, he's like a stalwart of Irish fashion and somebody that I greatly respect. Um, as a designer but I actually met Paul um, during the Create project in Brown Thomas which is a show I've done for a number of years with Brown Thomas and I was exhibiting my work and I think it was during COVID but there weren't, it was it was when things were open but you know retail was still quiet and I was there um, restocking my, my work in the store and Paul and his son William came in and were looking at my work and they subsequently took a brochure and then a couple of months later had emailed me about um, working with them on their Autumn Winter show. So I was absolutely thrilled and, um, you know, I kind of feel he's just a very respected designer and he sustained such a respected brand also over the years. Um, You know, he appeals to such a wide audience and he's managed to maintain his his reputation as, as a designer. So um, it was really a great experience overall.
1: And of course, Paul has been in the industry for over 50 years. So what have you learned from him?
0: Yeah. Um, well, again, because uh, I would say probably the last two seasons, I've been able to work with him more closely on collections we've done because the restrictions have lifted now and, the most recent collection that i worked with him on um it was great because you know i went to the studio and he is so creative and he's able to show me his sketches and the fabrics that he's thinking of using and, and the colorways and um, and i loved it because um it's it's you know he he really gives you that creative expression to design with few limitations so um his way of working is is quite interesting. He, I think many people are familiar with his sketches, and, and that's his basis um, from which he works. So, um, you know, for me, it's kind of sketching and samples from him, and then I get free reign on on the kind of um, on designing my own stuff. And um, we a lot of it again is, is sampling, which is the way I work as well. So. Um, it was, it was really interesting to, say, to see the way he um, works as well.
1: And, of course, you took part in the London Fashion Week with Paul Costello this year. What did you take yeah. from that experience?
0: Oh, it was it was just fantastic. So lovely to be involved in such a high-end production. And as most people know, Paul's shows are exquisite. He always has the best, um, the most beautiful set and, and music and novels. And um, it was just fantastic because um i think just london fashion week in itself is an honor to be part of and then obviously to be working with paul and show showcasing my work alongside his and um, was great but particularly being able to see everything up close and um, this is the first year we were able to attend and the show was back on so and um, you know his fabrics are just second to none he sources a lot um, a lot of Irish tweed and A lot of his um, pieces are made um, in Savile Row in London, so the tailoring is just exquisite. And, um, yeah, seeing everything come together, it was was great. And and just, obviously, the atmosphere at London Fashion Week and people's reactions to um, the live show um, was so kind of like somewhat gratifying because he spent so long working on it. Um, So just lovely to see people's reactions as
1: well. And Blaheen, of course, the fashion industry is incredibly competitive. So does this create pressure for you to continually stand out from the crowd?
0: Oh, like it's, it's such a huge sector, uh, fashion and, and jewellery. Um, and sometimes I, I would say I'm, I'm kind of jewellery, but it's, uh, I'm looking at fashion trends as well and incorporate a lot of those elements into my work. But it's a huge sector and um, it's difficult to compete alongside brands with obviously huge investment capital and, you know, there's money for celebrity endorsements and huge creative campaigns. So that's always difficult. Um, But I do feel, you know, um, you stand out in a sense in, in that, as I was saying to you earlier, I like to keep a consistent aesthetic and innovative approaches to my collection. So, you know, hopefully a lot of my customers instantly recognize my work. Um, But, yeah, like for for, for myself, um, competing in that industry is difficult. But um, I like to think that I represent the the fashion sector that is more slow fashion. I have a very low carbon footprint. I have a local business. Everything is handmade Um, and I think now more than ever, customers are more responsive to that and they're key to support more sustainable practices.
1: And as you mentioned, in recent years, we have seen brands use celebrity endorsements and influencers to create brand awareness. Have you used either of these strategies? Yeah,
0: like I'm very fortunate to say, I've had Nicole Scherzinger, Cheryl Cole, um, Vogue Williams, Una Healy, and um, many, uh, you know, Irish TV presenters and models over the years wear my work. And again, kind of like I was talking about earlier, it was such an organic process for me. So I kind of intentionally met a lot of, of, of them through um, shoots that I might have done. And they were like, I'd love to wear something else. And, you know, you kind of ended up a relationship with them then. And Nicole Scherzinger, her stylist, contacted me via Twitter So that was great. Um, So I wouldn't say that I've spent a lot of money paying celebrities to wear my work. And I know that that's the difference with the bigger brands where they have the investment to do that. Um, But at the same time, um, a lot of them that I've worked with have had a direct affiliation with my work. And it has certainly, certainly um, put my brand, let's say, on the map and um, for a lot of new customers and audiences that would be further afield
1: and what are your plans for growing the business over the coming years blaine
0: well god it's it's crazy to think i'm 10 years in business this year and um, i think uh during covid we've certainly um it, it was you know daunting for everyone and particularly retail and um, and i felt very fortunate because because of covid a lot of my customers pivoted online so we're selling um, a lot online at the moment and I'm looking forward to developing um, that uh, particular uh, business model further. Um, my younger sister, Niamh, uh just graduated from her master's in fashion design. And this is the first year that we've collaborated on a collection together. So... We're showcasing that collection um, on April the 21st. So it will be our first kind of showcase together um, at a fabulous fashion show in the RDS called the ARC Fashion Show. And it's all in aid of uh, the Cancer Support Centre. So that's very exciting. Um, And we also finished a campaign shoot together. So it was a huge kind of uh, creative collaboration um, and we did a, a kind of probably our largest production yet of any campaign and we had um, Irish musician and presenter Loa as our face of the campaign so we are releasing that soon um, which is very exciting so I guess I'm, I'm looking forward to collaborating with people more um, at this point Carl and obviously working with Paul has been amazing so that's kind of I would say the, the plans for the future as well.
1: Exciting times ahead, no doubt. Blaheen, finally, for the creative people listening this morning who wish to turn their passion into a business, what advice do you have for them?
0: I always say, I think it's Steve Harvey that says it, um, that your gift is the thing that you do the absolute best with the least amount of effort. And that's something that always stays with me because I think a lot of people have passions, but a lot of people have gifts as well. And... I personally feel that my gift has always, you know, been designing and creating. I'm so very fortunate that I've never really had to search for my gift. But my advice to people is really, you know, ask yourself, what is your gift? And what is it that you do the absolute best? And and in some way, if you can pursue it, do that. And for people currently in business, um, another piece of advice is just that you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because a lot of people, particularly like myself, where, you know, you don't have um, huge, huge businesses, there's so much that you need to take on board. So you have to get comfortable with making presentations, meeting customers face to face, presenting your work and talking on the radio like I am now. Um, And there's so many different new things that come about uh, when you run a business. You also have to. You know, learn accounting, and and you take on a lot of different roles, and um, so that get 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 comfortable being uncomfortable, and I guess, um, you know, I think things don't happen overnight, so I think patience and persistence is the key, and um, particularly in you know businesses that are are slower and they're they're design led, and it's a craft and a passion for people, and. Um, I think just having the patience. Um, I am 10 years in business and I feel that I can be so much more still. And looking back, I'm very proud of what I've achieved. Um, But don't give up. You know, patience is key as well. So just keep going Um, and try not to compare yourself. I I think social media as well is a huge role um, in today's creative culture. But um, learning to kind of focus on your own Business plan and and your own strategy, and take examples from other people but still do your own
1: thing. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was jewellery designer Blaheen Ennis. And in the international world of fashion, it's fantastic to see Blaheen putting Wexford on the map with creative jewellery collections.
0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl
1: Fitzpatrick.